Science can be treated very seriously and there's totally a time and a place for that. But if you're looking for comedic fodder, there is so much in animal behavior and biology. Hi, this is Universe of Art, a podcast from Science Friday and WNYC Studios about artists who use science to take their creations to the next level. I'm Dee Peterschmidt. So I was a big fan of comics growing up. I'm pretty sure my family had most of the Calvin and Hobbes books and Farsight Collection. And my siblings and I would jostle over who got to read the newspaper funnies first thing in the morning. And now I really love how the internet has expanded the variety of comics that you can read, including comics about science and the natural world. And one of my favorites is called Bird and Moon, which is written and illustrated by artist Rosemary Mosco, who you may remember from our Insect Butts episode. Each comic basically examines a particular behavior from an animal and creates a punchline out of it. Strange mating behaviors or how a specific animal hunts or disguises itself are common topics she jokes about. And it's great because you're learning something new about nature and getting a hearty chuckle while you're at it. So I wanted to play this interview with Rosemary from a few years back where she talked to Ira Flato about her process and the kinds of science she's learned over the years. Enjoy. Now, your comics, they take a humorous take on nature. What is your inspiration for that? Is, is it their behavior, how we relate to, to nature? What about, the na- what, what about nature is so funny to you? You know, I think that everything about nature is really funny. <laughs> I feel like as um, scientists or science-minded people, we're sort of encouraged to be very serious Um, But there's just so much funny stuff. I mean, uh, I have a cartoon about a beetle that um, pretends to be an ant's butt and clamps onto the ant and rides around and like gets a free ride. Like, how could you not think that's hilarious? I just think that's that's amazing. We actually have a clip of that that uh, uh, that we're going to play now. Hi, I'm a beetle. Is it okay if I climb onto your waist and ride around on you? What? Why? Well, I'd get a free ride, plus the food and protection of your ant colony. Hmm, what's in it for me? Um, you'll look like you have two butts. (gasps) I'm in! Wow! Amazing! So many butts! That was our video uh, producer uh, extraordinaire, Luke Roskin, taking your your cartoon and turning it into an animated video with voices that people might recognize on our staff. That was wonderful, Rosemary. Thank you. Yeah, that um, that voiceover experience, you know, I sometimes do little voices when I'm doing my comics, but having your team do the voices was just about the coolest thing I've ever experienced. Yeah, so it's, neat. It's our video pick of the week by Luke Ruskin. Um, how do you how do you come up with the idea? How did you come up with that one, for example, for ant butts and on all the other ideas you come up with? Oh, so the ant butts came from uh, an entomology club lecture that I went to where I met uh, Dr. Daniel Cronauer, whose um, team discovered the ant butt ant or the ant butt beetle. And it's actually named after him, which I think is the absolute greatest honor (laughs) that could be bestowed upon any scientist. I feel like um, humor is really hard to just sort of uh, you know, concentrate and have happen. So I just try to go to as many lectures as I can, pretty much. Yeah. Well, one of, I have to say, one of my favorites of your cartoons is the one where a snake and other predators are discussing venomous versus poisonous. And the, while they're discussing it, the, the, the lunch gets away. <laughs> the, <laughs> the snake had come across an animal to have for lunch, and while they were discussing it, he runs away. So it was kind of mm-hmm. funny. Did you actually see that happen in your head some point when you were watching a snake and a prey? 
You know, I owned a pet snake for a little while, and a lot of people are really afraid of snakes because they think they're sort of, you know, clever and these vicious predators. But um, snakes are, they're mostly just looking for something to eat and something, you know, warm to sit on. And that's kind of the extent, you know. So they're um, they're a lot more chill than we think. But for that one, I was more thinking about um, how... We all sort of really focus on terminology, and sometimes if we spend too much time focusing on it, we lose sight of the big picture, which would be, you know, snapping up our lunch before mm. it runs away. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, uh, you're a fellow science writer. I, I'd like to know how you decided to go to the root of comics. Um, you know, I grew up reading the funny pages, which I know is dating myself, but I really liked, you know, Bloom County and Calvin and Hobbes and stuff. So it was just kind of natural to make cartoons about the things I was looking at. And then I also happen to be this big nature nerd, so mm. I, that's what I made cartoons about. When uh, when Luke Gruskin animated them for you and for us, did you see something in them that uh, maybe you hadn't seen before? Did you get a different view on your work? Was there value um, added there? Yeah. No, there really was. It was cool to have all the different characters have their own unique voices. Um, it You know, making cartoons is a really solitary, quiet experience. So it was really neat to have him come and visit me, you know, and and um, be able to kind of have someone talk me through my work. And then now I want to write like animal plays or something. <laughs> it's so cool to have people voice that stuff. Well, we'll, we'll team up. Um, uh, you also draw comics about space. Uh, is is your inspiration for space different, of course, than your animal comics? You know, um, I I did one cartoon about Mars's moons, and then I did a graphic novel novel about um, the solar system. And that was more, um, that was a job that I got. And I'm really not as knowledgeable about space as I am about uh, animals and plants and stuff. But one cool thing about being a science writer, you know, and communicator, as I'm sure you know, is that you can get excited about anything once you start reading about it yeah. and, yeah. you know, and then just dive into it. Yeah, you can yeah. teach yourself this stuff that you, that you don't know or have the smartest people in the world teach it to you. Yeah, that part is key. It is great. <laughs> yes. How long have you been writing those? The website Bird and Moon I started in 2004 um, with a long-form comic about a lonely bird who meets the moon, which is why it's called Bird and Moon. People always assume there's someone named Bird and someone named Moon and there's two of us. Mm. which would be great. I would love to have an assistant, um, but I don't have one. Uh, but I was making comics long before that. I had a cartoon in my high school newspaper, you know, that criticized school policy, <laughs> which I feel like a lot of cartoonists have. So, yeah, 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 long time. You must have a philosophy about what you're doing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of pieces to it. I think maybe the most important thing for me is that if you add a joke to pretty much any fact about the world, uh, people will share it. Um, regardless of sort of the content of the fact. So adding humor really helps um, spread science, I think. And I think that's really important. That's kind of my goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, mentioning things that you read, what, what do you watch or read uh, that inspires you to go in some direction? Oh, well, like I said, coming up with jokes is challenging, at least for me. Um, so I pretty much just try to get as much info in front of my face as I can um, I have a whole bookshelf that's all field guides, and I'm an absolute field guide addict. Like anytime there's a new one, no matter how obscure, I buy it. So I have one about bark. 
I have one about um, the bumblebees of the, you know, eastern United States. <laughs> I have all these really obscure guides. Um, the ants of New England is one of my favorite ones. And I just kind of go through those until something pops out that's funny, which with animals, especially bugs, is not uh, very long. Well, we uh, in the video, in Luke Roskin's video, it shows us uh, you out in the wilderness. Is this in your own backyard or do you go to parks and places? Oh, gosh, yeah. I go hiking as much as I can. Um, mm. all over the place. I'm also really interested in urban nature, so I go out and, you know, hike around the city and stuff. But, yeah, I get out on long hikes as much as I can, and then I see things that are really funny. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Thank you for taking time to be with us today. Rosemary Moscow is a nature cartoonist and science writer and creator of the Bird and Moon comics. You can watch the video of her animated comics on our website at sciencefriday.com slash comics. Thank you, Rosemary. Thank you so much, Ira. Universe of Art is hosted and produced by me, D. Peter Schmidt, and I also wrote the music. The segment you just heard was originally produced by Alexa Lim, and our show art is illustrated by Abel Hayford. And support for Science Friday's science and arts coverage comes from the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation. We'll be back in two weeks. See ya!